What is good? All of our listeners, welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And we are halfway to 100. Episode 50, baby. How's everybody doing? That was weird. How are you doing, Liz? I'm good. Yeah? How are you? I was sick for most of my vacation. Yeah, the allergies were very unkind to Adam. Yeah, so I was pretty healthy for Mother's Day. It was awesome because I got to see my mom out in PA. So that was great. But then Monday through Friday, allergies kicked me so hard in the chest that I thought I had a cold. Yeah. Like it was so it was so bad that one morning I woke up. And all I did was like, I was feeling like garbage. And all I did was go out to the living room, sit on the couch and just drink water for half an hour or an hour and a half watching yeah. YouTube videos. It was horrible. I was asleep. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, how did you like vacation? It was fun. We didn't do, I feel like we didn't do as much as we usually do when we're there, but the weather was kind of crummy for most of the week. It like really it was. was really only nice, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily it was nice, just not on the days we went out. Exactly. I, I, I had full intentions to go to skate parks. I wanted to go to the Lidditz Skate Park. Uh, there was one in Dolphin County and I didn't do anything. I didn't use my skateboard once and it was, yeah. and I didn't get to see a lot of my friends out in Lancaster and I felt so bad. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was fine. Like I got to spend some time with my mom, but like you can probably hear the congestion right yeah. now. I'm just getting over it. Yeah, because we came home and these are and this is where the allergens that you're used to. Exactly. So so apologies if I sound congested. Like Adam, he you sound is. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, before we get into our first segment, we only have two segments today. It's movie minutes and interview time. And you're running the interview, fans, because we are ho- we are hosting bleep, we are hosting an ask us anything. But before we get into our first segment, we just want to shout out our social media pages. Uh, just uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer, and I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually, interact with us individually, and say which one of us is your favorite. It's obviously me. I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm an only child. <laughs> so you can also follow us on Instagram. I post up uh, different behind the scenes photos, memes, whatever. You can follow us on Instagram, games and groceries, all one word. Uh, definitely uh, rate us, uh, review, rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, give us your honest feedback. And we definitely want to read your reviews on the show. So if there's something that's uh, you reviewed us on mm-hmm. and I didn't catch it in time, just message me or e- email us. Uh, contact at gamesandgroceries.com and you can email us your feedback and we can read it on the show. Uh, we would like to introduce you to our website because it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Gamesandgroceries.com where uh, you can listen to all of our episodes from the website, gamesandgroceries.com. You can also read the articles I write oh dear. once a week. And if I you re- don't, he'll send you a link and force you to read it. <laughs> Did you like my article this week? Loved it. Yeah. I wrote my biggest article yet, and it was all about the state of E3 2019, and I dove into a brief history of E3, uh, Sony's departure from E3 2019 and the state of it, and I and I did some research, and it took me about four to five hours to write this. And then the rest of the week, he kept asking me and his mom, did you read my article yet? When he knew we hadn't. Yeah. But you can check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. And finally, before we jump into our first segments... Uh, we just want to tell you our plans for the E3 episodes. We're going to be watching Sunday and possibly EA on Friday. So we'll be watching the Bethesda, uh, Microsoft EA on Sunday, right? And then we're going to release part one of our E3 episodes on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then on Wednesday, we're going to do part two with Ubisoft, Square Enix, Enix, whatever, uh, Digital Devolver, Nintendo. We're we're do all the rest. Part two on the following Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So keep an uh, keep an eye on that. But just wanted to let you know our plans for the E three episodes. There's gonna be a part one and a part two Monday and Wednesday of that week. I think this is a good time to jump into our first segment. Movie minutes. Movie minutes is a segment where we talk about the movies that we saw this week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in this case in theaters and this week's movie minutes is all about john wick three puppies 
All right. So let's get this uh, time started. Liz, opening thoughts. John Wick 3. I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Um, better than the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I liked the storyline a little better. I liked the action better. Mm-hmm. It was a good action film. It was solid. Yeah, exactly. Um, I very much appreciate this film. And we kind of disagreed with our scores here. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's first go to our notes of why we enjoyed John Wick 3. First of all, it was stunning choreography with mm-hmm. the fight scenes. Uh, nothing was held back. Uh, before I get to the second part of that note, that's, that's the thing. You you watch this movie, and a lot of times they're in a choreography scene with a fight. And there's usually a time where the camera would cut off or go to another scene just to like imply that something happened. This isn't necessarily a spoiler. But there's one scene where uh, John Wick has a knife to somebody's eye. Is that the little struggle, right? Is that little struggle where, like, you know, putting the knife to someone's eye and you see every single detail of yeah. that thing? Uh, there was the horse fights and, like, all the fights were just well choreographed and just made you, like, wince and, like, ah! Yeah. Like, this is the first movie where I actually said noises in the theater. Yeah. The second part of my note was, uh, but some fights lasted a little too long and the fights kind of lost, like it kind of fizzled out in the second yeah. half. Like, and that was my problem with the second movie too, was yeah. that the fight scenes just sometimes go on for so long that I get less interested. I'm like, all right, we had this fight moving on. So there were those. And then it, there were some points where, um, it just didn't seem like John Wick, mm-hmm. where he was struggling more than I thought he should. Like, he's supposed to be the boogeyman and yeah. the Baba Yaga and... Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, whatever. Yeah. But he was still struggling at some points. Like they'd, like, well, he's older. Yeah, but he was older in the first movie. That mm-hmm. was the point. He was retired, but he still had yeah. no problems. And that's yeah. my thing. Like, yeah, he's older, but they there were some points where I just felt like that he was overpowered a little too much. And, and like I said, like my problem more was the fight scenes started to fizzle out. Like, um, yeah, like it started to lose momentum and lose gas mm-hmm. nearing the second part. But then the finale, it picked itself back up. Yeah. But it kind of fizzled like it had this yeah. like, whoa. Great yeah. choreography, great fight scenes. You're just wincing and you're just like, oh, my goodness, how did they put the pull that off? And then it just kind of fizzles. Yeah, it's like, all right, why isn't this guy dead yet? Yeah. And then there were other points, like the problem, my the, my last problem with it was that those scenes where he was getting overpowered, he mm-hmm. would then turn around in the next scene and be like all in control and perfect. I'm like, you didn't yeah. just get beat up near death in that scene. And then all of a sudden you're perfectly fine and can fight this guy. Exactly. You know? So those are my biggest problems, which goes into why I rated it what I did. Yeah. Uh, the second part of our notes is um, sound effects were incredibly yes. realistic. Uh, the sound effects were awesome. Yeah, from the guns firing to the swords clanging to the eyes popping. Uh, yes. it, it was incredibly detailed with the sound department. Everything sounded like on par. The, even the guns firing had that like oomph to it. That and even like when the bullets hit like the cabinets he was hiding behind yeah. and things like that, you heard it hit the cabinets. We're in a lot of action movies i noticed they don't focus on that noise as much Mm -hmm. and i usually don't hear and i was surprised when i heard i was like oh and i guess i never noticed i didn't hear it before until i heard it in this Mm -hmm. movie i was like oh they i like that they cared about that enough to be like Mm -hmm. look it sounds like a real fight scene exactly and that's the thing it was just incredibly detailed you could tell that there was a lot of heart behind this uh, and it also brought in some really awesome celebrity guests into yeah. this. Uh, I'm only going to spoil one. It's the very first big bad guy of the movie. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, is that Boban Bogdanovich? Is that, Bo- is that Boban Bogdanovich? And I heard the whole theater because we were in Pennsylvania and they were like, oh, like really going yeah, crazy. Like they yeah. all were went crazy. Boban is a 76er. He's a Philadelphia yeah. 76er. Big guy. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not Boban, is it? And then like, it, it, it totally was. It was just such a surprise for me. Everybody else knew about it, but I wasn't really following this movie like other people were. Mm-hmm. 
And it was just a really nice surprise. Uh, so before I get into my last note, uh, my last note is actually why I gave it what I gave it. So let's go into our verdicts out of 10. What what did you get it, give it out of 10? Um, I give it a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, like I said, my main problems yeah. were the fight scenes went on a little too long and they weren't yeah. entirely consistent. Um, but I still, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. I want to go see it again. Yeah. Um, it's just that, like, it's the same problem I've had with the past one. It's that fight scenes went on too long. Mm-hmm. And our our scale is like 10 is perfect. Nine is near perfect. Eight is a solid movie. Seven is a decent movie. So yeah. it's somewhere in your mind between a decent and a solid movie. Yeah. It would have been a little better if the fight scenes were longer and there was consistency. And Adam knows for me personally, I nitpick shows and TV and like mm-hmm. movies when there isn't consistency in scenes. And that's where my, a lot of my problems lie with this movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are you, are you guys sitting down for this one? He asked me this when I was sitting in the car. 9.5. I was amazed that that was your score. 9.5. I would... I'm probably going to end up like the more I think about it as I talk about it going to a nine. Yeah. But here's why. Here's why I, I gave it a near perfect. It's not a 10 out of 10. It's it's not a 10 out of 10, but it's, it's most definitely a nine out of 10 because my last note is that this movie delivered exactly what it promised. Mm-hmm. You watch you watch the trailers and it promised you a really good action movie for dog lovers. And guess what it is? It's a really good action movie for dog lovers. Yes. It, 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 that's the thing. It has intense action. It has a purpose to the action. That's that's the thing. That's why I love the very first John Wick mm-hmm. is that it didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, it had uh, a lot of purpose behind its action. It wasn't just action for action's sake, right? Like most 80s mm-hmm. films. And it had dogs in it. Yeah. Right? And that's what John Wick 3 is strong in. And that's why I gave it a 9 out of 10, because you watch the movie and you go out of the theater knowing that you weren't bamboozled, right? Yeah. It's all about the dogs. It's all about the action. And it has purpose behind the action. Now, Adam, why didn't you give it a 10 out of 10? Well, like I said before, sometimes it took itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. It's 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 john wick the first one could take itself seriously because we don't know what we were expecting yeah but now we know it's an intense action movie with dogs and there was some dialogue choices that like it was it it was too serious for itself yeah uh and sometimes it fizzled out uh it, it didn't really pick up the momentum for the whole two hours if it was a solid hour and 40 minute movie mm-hmm. this could have been an hour and 40 minute movie yeah. and you would have been so much more satisfied yeah. and i would have given it a 10 oh yeah 10. definitely but because it started to drag out yeah just as i am rating this movie um <laughs> because it started to slow itself down in the middle after you're getting these really great action scenes mm-hmm. that's why it's a near perfect for me yeah it's probably a 9 or 9.5 for me but it's definitely not a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So uh, we definitely recommend you go see it. It's definitely not a waste of time. You can go see it in theaters. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely see this in theaters. I really want to see this in IMAX with like the 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 better sound quality and the intense screen. So I definitely want to see this in IMAX if it's possible. We'll so have to look it up. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into the segment that you've all been waiting for. It's interview time. So we've made it to episode 50, everybody. And because we've gotten more interactions and more fans uh, over the past 50 episodes, we wanted to bring it back to you guys and you interview us with questions that you have for us or the show. Uh, We couldn't get to every single question that was Mm -hmm. asked to us. So I apologize if we can't get to your question. We have some backups if we still have some time. We have plenty of questions here that we can talk for an hour for. Before we get into our first question, I just want to shout out to, to the people who asked us these questions. Uh, first, we have Nikki, John, Absolute Prodigy, or our friend Josh, uh, Absolute Prodigy, uh, The Greatest Story Ever Played podcast, Overachievers Gaming podcast, definitely two podcasts you should 
definitely check out for sure. Uh, we have a question from Taylor. We got a question from Sean Chandler himself. So uh, thanks, Sean. And uh, Amish Baby. Okay, ready for this? Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. I listened to a few of their episodes. Really cool guys. Um, they don't take themselves too seriously and they talk about, all about pop culture. So definitely check them out. And finally, we have a question from Clay. Clay Williams, where's my bidet YouTube channel? That's all I got to say to you, Clay. Where's my bidet YouTube channel? Anyway. So let's get into the very first question, which is given to us by Overachievers Gaming Podcast. And I'm very passionate about this. So that's why I'll be asking it. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Now, before you say no, audience, I will give you a reason to say why you should. Okay, so so bear with me. Is a hot dog a sandwich, right? And I think you're you're saying it in the wrong fashion. When you think of a hot dog, right? You think of both the meat and when it enters into the bun, you still call it a hot dog. Now picture this. Why do you say ham and you put it between two pieces of bread? You don't still call it ham. No, then you call it a ham sandwich, right? So the meat itself is called hot dog. So that's why you never think of it as a sandwich, right? Because it's both the meats. And then once it enters into the breading area, you still call it a hot dog. You should be calling it a hot dog hoagie, honestly. And, and it is pronounced a hoagie, not a sub, not a hero. I don't care if I live in New York now. It is a hoagie. Anyways, so the definition of a sandwich, the, the legal definition of a sandwich is meat or, or peanut butter and jelly, because I'm a peanut butter jelly fanatic, in between two slices of bread. Now, you have your meat. You put it into the bread. Oh, Adam, it's just the bread. No, 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 no. You put condiments on it. You put ketchup. You put mustard, much like a ham sandwich. If you put ketchup on your ham sandwich, though, you're a monster. Um, but you can also put relish on it. You can put tomatoes. And cheese. That was another one of the cheese. qualifications if you put cheese on it. You can put cheese on a hot dog. You put chili. You do everything to a hot dog to make it into a grinder, a hoagie. It's two pieces of bread. So therefore, my argument is saying that a hot dog is a sandwich, but because the general confusion between it's a piece of meat and once it enters into the breading area, you still call it that piece of meat, which is a hot dog. You should be calling it a hot dog hoagie. This is really making me want a hot dog. Exactly. So <laughs> I hope I've made my case very briefly because we got more questions to get to. Liz, is a hot dog a sandwich? Now, I completely understand your reasoning. It's okay to be wrong. I no, I do. I understand that it is probably technically a sand or a hoagie. Probably not, technically. It's I would call it more a hoagie than a sandwich. I don't call a hoagie a sandwich. I call a hoagie a hoagie. Yeah, but a hoagie. I understand. No, I understand. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's I understand. If Calm it's not down. a sandwich. Calm down. Drink I'm your, so passionate about this. <laughs> drink your tea <laughs> and yeah. calm down. Yeah. But I just think it's weird to think of a hoagie as a sandwich. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to go make a sandwich and walk out with a hoagie. If I did that, you'd be like, I thought you were making a sandwich. No, I would say. No, like, you wouldn't. Shut up. No, you wouldn't. Okay, so would you if then I say. If I walked in the kitchen and I said, I'm going to make a sandwich for lunch. Yeah. And, I st and you heard me boiling water uh -huh. and I come out with a hot dog. I what? boil. I grew up with boiled hot dogs. Okay, leave me alone. Okay. You're also Irish, so. <laughs> what? Okay, so would they, then you qualify a hot dog as a hoagie. I would more consider it a hoagie than a, than a sandwich. I can I can get behind that because a sandwich and a hoagie are slightly different. They're in the same family. But would you walk away from this podcast believing that a hot dog is a hoagie? I would rather do that than say it's a sandwich. I because, can get behind that. Because the definition of a sandwich is that it's between two slices of bread, whereas a yeah. hoagie and a hot dog, it's a fold. It's a half of it's exactly. a roll cut in half, not two slices of bread. Yeah. So. Which, okay, before we get to our second question, uh, because New York calls their hoagies heroes, right? I went to a deli one time and they said, oh, do you, like, I accidentally said, can I get that on a roll thinking that it's going to be a hoagie roll? And they come out with like this with Kaiser, like roll. Kaiser roll. I was like, no, no, no. I want the hoagie roll. They're like, oh, you mean the hero? I was like, I hate you. He got so confused. But so a hot dog is a hoagie. Next question. Okay, so the next question comes from Clay. Okay. He asks, will we ever get a Final Fantasy VII remake? Do you think so? Uh, Sure, why not? Dang. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Why? 
Um, well, I remember you telling me about your research, so I'll let you talk about that. But I don't know. I mean, they make a lot of remakes. But no, I- no, no, no. That's a different question I had for the Bioware. Oh. Final Fantasy remake. I don't think you've followed that. I don't. Okay. I don't fo- I've never played Final Fantasy. I'm sorry, everyone. All right, so I'll answer that one as well. V- very briefly for Clay. Um, yes. Now, if you asked me that uh, a month ago, I would tell you no. If you asked me that a month ago, I would like, ah, no, it's gone through too many remakes and too many shifts in, inside the uh, studio. But just recently, I believe it was a Nintendo Direct. No. No, 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 the state of play. Sony state of play. And they showed off... Not gameplay, but they showed us an update for the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then they said more to come in June, E3, in Square Enix's, Enix's, sorry, Square Enix's uh, place. So if you asked me that a month ago, I'd be like, no, I don't think so. But there's two things to keep in mind. Uh, They just showed it off at State of Play. Why would they do that? And also promise you that there's more information to come in June at Mm -hmm. E3. And... Finally, to give you some proof, they just re-released the original Final Fantasy VII on a Nintendo Switch just to hold you over, right? Why would they do that unless they know that, like, they're going to release a new one soon? Here's the original. I'm I'm more of a believer that they will release this in 2020 or 2021 than anything else. But if you asked me this a month ago, I would have said no. Definitely not. Um, You got any other answers? deck um number three you got this one okay this comes from greatest story ever played podcast who's got the best cheesesteak in philly um i'm also pretty passionate about this one well if you're going with the big name brands that most people know it's actually not one of the brands that many people name off when they think of philly because unless you live there not you most likely haven't heard of it um but steve's prince of steaks has amazing Yes, these uh, cheesesteaks is, um, but I've also never had any of the other ones. Yeah, I never had Jim's, Pat's, or Gino's. Yeah, um, because I live in Philly and um, I don't need to eat at all those big name places. Um, because if you live in Philly, most of the time you're not gonna go all the way to Center City to get a cheesesteak. No, we order our cheesesteaks from our pizza places. Yeah, the best. <laughs> so cheese that steak. has the best cheesesteak. It's whatever your local cheese, whatever your local pizza shop is yeah honestly and and since moving to new york we're, we we were born in philly we spent most of our lives in philly but most of most of people in new york are like oh which one's got the best one let me answer that really quickly yeah gun to my head pats or gino's pats like yeah. i wouldn't even think yeah. about it if you had to choose if i had to choose it would be pats straight up for me like i said if i had to choose one of the big name places it'd be steve's um yeah. i do know that jim's in center city Ha- always has a line like around the corner yeah like out the door around the corner um but yeah if you live in philly you most likely get it from your local pizza place and mm. those are amazing and for the record anyone who's going to a restaurant and they say philly style cheesesteak or philly cheesesteak and the ingredients includes <sighs> green peppers we the uh, green green pepper is not part of the natural ingredients on a cheesesteak it's okay if you want it on it mm-hmm. but a green pepper is not on our cheesesteaks yeah I have my cheesesteaks with fried onions and mushrooms, but that's not even a natural one. Yeah, the uh, the mushrooms aren't. Yeah, the mushrooms aren't natural, but I, I like have it, it with that banana way. peppers. Yeah, like it's okay to add monster. those things, but when you're or when when on the original recipe yeah. for a Philly cheesesteak, it is just steakums, cheese, and fried onions. Not even steakums. Well, not steakums, but like that style. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so really quickly, because I also told them that I worked at a famous cheesesteak making place. Uh, mm-hmm. My answer, by the way, is Steve's. Uh, and she she yeah. nailed it that when you're in Philly, when you live in Philly, it's your local place. Yeah, it's you your, just order from the pizza place. Yeah. Because usually you're your, ordering pizza and cheesesteaks. And that's your favorite one, just because Steve's was right around the corner for me, and that was my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, but gun to my head, Pat's, straight up. But I worked at a gym steaks um when i graduated high school because i needed money right Mm -hmm. and it shut down for uh quote-unquote health violations but you know just to drop the ball here there were some times we didn't get paid on time because they were using the company's finances on activities things Mm -hmm. uh but this was not the main gym this wasn't the one in the in the city so i think you're safe going to the one in the city but but it's run by the same guy oh yeah it was the same boss 
Anyways, so. Anywhoozle, next question. Well, I was going to say, like, how they made their cheesesteaks. Yeah. I don't know if this is every cheesesteak place, and I don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. Quick story, and then we'll move on to our next question. Um, he asked me, like, Adam, uh, go get more oil for the pan. So there was the metal canister, the metal liquid that you put oil on the on the uh, flat iron or the flat grill, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's when you make the steaks, right? I was like, okay. So I got the metal canister, and I went to the back. I was about to pour in the vegetable oil. And he said, no, not that oil. And I was like, what? The white oil. I was like, what are you talking about? The white oil. And he's like, come on. And so he walks me back to the walk-in fridge, gets a bucket of lard, lard. And he says, here, put these on. They were the latex gloves. You scoop it out. You put it into the metal canister. Then you put it on the flat grill for it to melt. And then it's just melted lard mm, going on your cheesesteak. I was just like, oh. Yeah, I don't want to know if that's how every place makes it. Yeah, I just lived I just love how they were in denial and they're like, the white oil. The white oil. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, uh, next question. Uh, what were we at? So uh, Number four. So um, this one comes from Nikki. Yeah. After or since you enjoyed Oxenfree, are you hyped for after party? No. And I'll tell you why. No, just <laughs> <laughs> um No, I'm not hyped. I'm excited for after party, but Oxenfree and After Party are two different IPs, dude. Two different intellectual properties. They're by the same creators by Night School uh Studios, I think it's called Night School Studios. And I'm excited for After Party because it's the same makers and uh, uh, oh, Ashley, Ashley Birch is one of the voice actresses. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited for that. However, it's a totally new thing, totally new brand, totally new environment, yeah. right? And so that's that's what's making me not hyped because it's not w the same thing. If it was yeah. Oxenfree 2, yes, because it's a, it's the same yeah. IP same characters hopefully life is strange too uh it's the same characters as oxen free and it's a, it's a new realm within that universe yeah right after party i'm excited for but because it's a new ip i'm i'm tempering my expectations yeah. you're, you're entering cautiously exactly because it's not the same and I think they've said that in an interview once or twice mm -hmm. saying like listen this isn't oxen free 2 this is a new thing but it's still by the same makers. Yeah. And I'm excited. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm I'm still tempering my expectations. I'm not gonna say that this is gonna be the next oxen free. This is a after party. This is this is after party. There was oxen free and then there was after party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just tempering my expectations. But yeah, still still very excited. Yeah, it for sounds after party. really interesting. Yeah, if you're not familiar with after party, it's you you enter into hell and you have to find Satan to fight him in a drinking contest to get out of hell. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm excited for it, um, but I'm just definitely tempering my expectations. So, right number five. Yep. All right. So this is coming from Absolute Prodigy. Um, what is your plan for the podcast? So, I think I've said this once or twice. Uh, would you like to answer this as well? Um. Yeah, you can start off though. Yeah. So, uh, we 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 haven't held back that we're Christians. Yeah. And we want to really use this almost as a ministry platform. Mm -hmm. And I know more people are just saying like, "Oh, so you're going to be like a pastor podcaster?" No. Not necessarily. <laughs> um, I want to design more of a games and groceries ministries, mm -hmm. right? Where the more fans that we get, right, the more. Uh, funding, I guess we can get. Sure. By the way, this is totally free as of recording this podcast. Yeah. Because this isn't really, this isn't really a product I'm willing to sell just yet. Yeah. If, if that makes any sense. If this isn't really an entertainment that I'm willing to sell. So, and, and once we get to that point of that level, I would love to go out in the United States and just drive uh, all around and just donate uh, gaming systems to hospitals, getting free groceries for families, you know, kind of like a games and groceries ministries. Yeah. And really hang out with teenagers and people who are really down on their luck and just uh, give them hope with the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't want to be a pastor 
Like, I don't want to be a senior pastor. I'm a youth pastor right now. Yeah. You, you, we want to do something in ministry, but we don't particularly want to work in a church. Yeah. Forever. Um, yeah. So that's a short answer. Right now, my plan it currently, and you can get to your answer, Liz. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, my plan is building up the fan base. That yeah. That's really my only vision for the next year or two is just build up a fan base and then see where we are. Because I have my grander yeah. ideas, but it's all about where we are in the future. That's my plan for the future. But right now, my plan is to grow the fan base in the next year or two. Yeah. What, what's your answer? I mean, I mean, of course, it is same answer as yours because we've discussed these things Mm. um but yeah right now it's just to build the fan base and take it as far as we can yeah um but we would like to continue this and grow it and make it big yeah like like a platform yeah like this is our jumping ground and we want to go so much farther Mm -hmm. than this um Especially, I think, from where we grew up, where not many people get to say they succeeded in a big way coming out of there. Um, So I think that's our big goal is to just kind of prove to the world that you can come from little money, have next to zero contacts, Mm -hmm. and still make something of yourself and make a change. Because we've always, I mean, ever since we were in high school, we always said, like, we want to make a change. Yeah we want to make a difference in the world. So I think um, this is where we're planning on kind of starting off. Exactly. And, you know, it would be nice to not have to work for my boss anymore. Yeah. I would like <laughs> to not be in student debt anymore. Yeah. We would also like to pay our student loans eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe buy so some nice things. Yeah. Like a house. Yeah. But a house would be nice. <laughs> But yeah, so that's our brief plans. But yeah. right now, to answer your question, in the moment, building the fan base. Yeah. Like really just building a solid fan yeah. base. And we thank you again for listening to this yeah, episode. Yeah, we appreciate every single person who listens, whether it is our friends that we tell mm-hmm. to listen or people who voluntarily listen to us, yeah. which is really nice. We appreciate you even more. <laughs> right on. Uh, you want to ask the next question? Because this is kind of relating to it. Yeah. So the next question um, is from John. Mm-hmm. which is, the question is, what are your thoughts going into a podcast and how has that changed now episode or 50 episodes later? Would you like to answer first? Um, So this is our thoughts going in, like going into record mm-hmm. an episode. Or just like going like, to do a podcast. Like when we first one. started yeah. the podcast. Um, I, for, I don't know why, but I remember when we first started this, mm-hmm. Um, I remember like you were so excited. I mean, because this was... Originally, your idea, you wanted to do this together. Mm-hmm. And I was very, I was all into it. Um, but we always recorded right after I got out of work. Yeah. And every time you brought up the podcast, I would get like this little flare of anger for some mm-hmm. reason. I was like, stop talking about it. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited to do it, but I was like, also like, shut mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah. But I was so excited. So um, my attitude has clearly changed. Because yeah. I, I was never angry that we were doing the podcast. It was just, mm-hmm. I think, just exhaustion. Yeah. Um. So now we do it on both of our days off. Yeah. Now we do it on our days off because my schedule changed. I think it would have been fine eventually if we kept doing it after work. We might have ended up having to change a day. But yeah, Um. going into the episodes, even back then, it was very nerve wracking for me mm-hmm. because I'm not a talker. Yeah. And I didn't feel like a gamer at the time. So I didn't really feel like I belonged on the podcast either. Mm -hmm. So most of the time when we were going in the episode, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Even he would like tell me that the podcast, like the topic. And I'm just like, I don't know how much I'm going to have to say about that, but Mm -hmm. okay. And now I think even the listeners can say that I definitely talk a lot more than I did in the beginning. Yeah, totally. Um, So going on to episode, 50 episodes later, clearly mm-hmm. I talk a whole lot more. Um, I have more of an idea about video games and I can offer my opinion a little more on those. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely more confidence going into them now and um, excited for when we talk about stuff. Yeah. Uh, so my answer, I think, or my thoughts going into a podcast, I, I would say... I wanted to get my ideas out there mm-hmm. because 
I, I that's why I like Sean Chandler because yeah. he always starts his episodes with uh, you know, like, hi, my name is Sean Chandler, and I talk way too many movies. Like I, I talk about movies way too much, and that's why I started this. And that's kind of why Adam started this. <laughs> yeah, because I talk about video games way too much. Um but yeah, it was just mostly uh, a couple of reasons. One to get my like my thoughts out there, just to like have a venting mm-hmm. session, and two, I wanted to do something with my wife. You know, yeah. I wanted to, I just wanted to start like just a silly podcast with my wife, and I wanted her to be involved because she talked about video games, like yeah. she was involved in the conversations, but yeah. she wasn't a public talker. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess a third reason would be just you know see where it goes. Like honestly, it was just like, well, why don't I start the podcast? Because I wanted to, I, I, yeah. I was trying to design a game and I got pretty like far into coding, yeah. like learning, but then it just took way too much time and I work in full-time ministry mm-hmm. and I just couldn't do it, but I wanted to be involved in video games in some sort. Yeah. And I just wanted to see if this podcast would fill that void, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. 50 episodes later, now my attitude has changed more from like, you know, doing something, you know, silly with my wife, which we still do. I oh, still yeah, want her we to be. S- we still enjoy this time together and doing a project and building yeah. something that could be huge together. Yeah. Now it's to the point where, like I said, my plans for the podcast is bringing people together, mm-hmm. you know, using as a platform to encourage people to uh to to give them some kind of hope uh, i remember when i was going through some really rough times it was between my church jobs uh, a church really pulled the rug from under me mm-hmm. i didn't know like what i was going to do with the rest of my life cuz they 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 did it pretty harshly and i remember in the in the 6 or 7 months in between jobs when i was my literally my days were wake up cuz i worked the night shift yeah. uh wake up do my workouts and apply to like 20 jobs in a day, play video games and then go to work at night. But I would look forward to the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like I would really look forward to like hearing like more conversations about podcasts. And I really looked forward to that. Yeah. Like that was my one thing of excitement, you know, and I want to be that for somebody. Like we want to be that for somebody just to give them some hope, some excitement, just to get their day by a little bit. Yeah. And I think my attitudes changed to the point of like, I want to use this as a platform. Yeah. Not necessarily for our fame. Yeah. But for other people's enjoyment. Yeah. And I think we also kind of realized that like after a while, we're like, oh, this could actually be a thing. Yeah. We could do this. And, And that's a thing. Yeah. Like. And that's why I say with a Patreon, it's not really something I'm willing to sell just yet. And we mm-hmm. we want to be in the business of entertainment. Yeah. You know, and it's just not it, it, no problem if you have a Patreon or anything. Yeah. GPD gave me a really good lesson. And he's just like saying, never judge anybody uh, based on where they get their finances. That's not your problem. Yeah. And that, you know, thank you again, GPD, for being a good mentor uh, to me. But uh, more more just saying it like it's just not something I'm willing to sell just yet. Yeah. And that really comes from my background. But it'll get to a point where, you know, I want to use this as a as a platform and my full time job. Yeah. Our full time job. Yeah. If anything, we our first step would be wanting to be able to take us to a point where we can live off of this and each have a part time job. Yeah. You know, so that would be nice. Yeah. Honestly, like if we could just have part time jobs, that'd be awesome. And a huge help. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. So I'm, I'm asking number seven, right? Yes. Yeah. I have even numbers. You have odd numbers. Oh, cool. Um, so I'll answer this one because you were, you were talking about this. Like, I only know one of these games. So this is a question from Sean Chandler. Again, thank you again for asking this question because, man, like I was like, wow, that, that's a good question right there. Um, Sean Chandler asks, uh, what is the best video game adaption of a comic book character? Okay, so let me tread this very carefully because I know this is like like a minefield to some people. And I know more, more people want to go into retro games, you know, like, oh, you, you remember the one that really comes to mind, honestly, is the Punisher NES game. I don't know why I liked that so much as a kid. Um, but speaking of the Punisher, so let me let me talk about a couple of them. Okay, so what is the best video game adaption of a comic book character? If you have not played, if you own a PS2, Xbox, like the original Xbox, get the Punisher. 
get the Punisher for those systems because that has to be the most fun uh like hardcore like superhero video game on that platform aside from spider-man 2 i'm not forgetting spider-man 2 please don't please don't hurt me um but spider-man 2 and play uh punisher right are, are the best of those now going to the next generation right we talk about batman arkham right arkham asylum and arkham city mm-hmm. let's not talk about arkham origins uh but arkham city and arkham asylum right just nailed the feeling of being Batman, right? And mm-hmm. it got the characters so well. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill himself is the voice of Joker, right? Just like in the in the cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, oh no! Who's the voice of Batman in the game? I'm gonna I'm gonna get beaten in the in the alleyway if if I don't figure it out. I'm sorry, I can't look it up. But the voice of Batman in Arkham is it's a pretty well known. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna look it up. Thank you. But yeah, so Mark Hamill is the voice of Joker, and you get to really embrace feeling like Batman. The 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 characters are well done. Voice of Batman in Arkham City. Yeah, sure. I just I had to click on it to make sure. Oh yeah, because it's the same Batman from Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Um, but yeah, like they nailed. Uh, uh, Croc down like uh, the the Croc got Bane. Bane was amazing in Arkham Asylum. Uh, but now, really answering question for Sean Chandler, right? Because oh, did you get the voice? I'm pulling it up now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll talk about that. So I know Sean Chandler has a Nintendo Switch and a PS4. Like he said that once on one of his AMA videos, and he wants to get more into video games. Sean, you have a PS4, right? And I know the Arkham Asylum games are also remastered on the PS4, but I very much encourage you, and I think you'll enjoy the Spider-Man PS4. Uh, did you get the voice? Kevin Conroy. Yes! Kevin Conroy. Uh, really well-known in the Batman universe. He also was... Uh, what was the show called? Whatever, but Kevin Conroy. But that, that's okay. Thank you. So... Again, Sean, I think you really enjoy Spider-Man on the PS4 because the story is so well detailed and flows very well, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there is some times where it's such a cliche, like, oh, that, that happened. Or, or there's a twist in it. And it's like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. However, the web swing in that game, uh, the progression in the game is very easy to pick up. The story is well made. And it's a really good uh, depiction. It's a good adaptation of the Spider-Man comics. And it's midway from Spider-Man's uh, career. So it's not like you're getting an origin story. You're, you're getting Spider-Man as Spider-Man. So if you're really looking for a good comic book adaptation and you have a PS4, either pick up the Arkham uh, remasters for the PS4 or just go for Spider-Man PS4. I really recommend that game. So I can't recommend that game enough. And if you own a PS2 or an Xbox, definitely get that Punisher game. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. All right. So we can move on to our next question. Number eight. Okay. Next question is from Amish yeah. Baby Machine Podcast. Why don't you get a discount when you ring up your own groceries? Why? Why don't we? Um. Well, mm-hmm. coming as... From someone who worked at a store that had yeah your own, like I worked at a CVS in high school yeah. that when I first got there, we did not have the um, self-service machines, but then they put them in. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's because then those machines would truly be putting people out of work. Yeah. Because I remember when we got them, everyone at CVS was like, they're going to, you know, they're going to take our jobs and um, they took my job. <laughs> They're going to take our jobs and, you know, we're not going to need as many people like and they're like, Liz, why do you like working over there? Like you they're going to take your hours. Yeah. And I'm like, because I don't have to do work. Yeah. So I feel like if they gave you a discount for bringing it up yourself, then they would truly not need. Yeah. More employees and it would actually really be taking people out of their jobs. But I agree. I think that if, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like you're paying someone to ring me up. You're yeah. paying one girl to stand there and cover four or five self-service mm-hmm. machines instead of four or five employees. So you're saving money. Why can't I save money? So I agree that we should. Well, you nailed it right on the head. Uh, thinking about 
why don't you get a discount going to the self-checkout? It's the same reason you should ask yourself, why don't you get a discount when you buy a game digitally versus physically? Because you're not paying for the uh, disc manufacturing or the box manufacturing, mm -hmm. right? Because that goes into the cost. Mm -hmm. Why is it the same cost? It's because it will make retailers angry. <laughs> Retail workers. No, retail stores. Well, yeah. Like managers and everything. Like, because they'll put, be put out of business. Like, why go to the store and buy it when it can get cheaper digitally? Yeah. You know? And it's to, it's it's actually to build relationships with the retails. Same thing with this. If you were to get a discount doing a self-checkout, you would never go to the line again. There will be lines there and you will be getting more workers I on strike. I don't go in the lines ever again. Exactly. <laughs> Really, it's like, really, it's a really great service for introverts. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly so you don't your workers don't go on strike. Yeah, which our grocery store actually did go on strike. Key food went on strike for a little bit. That was weird. I don't know why they did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably they're because of the machines. Now, yeah, they're done. We went in and no one was. It's out not because of their machines. They have four machines and only three ever work. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Um, but it's honestly just to keep their workers happy and not be put out of work. But honestly, you should get a discount, but it's again, building relationships with your workers so they don't yeah. go on strike and you don't have a problem. Also, so you stay in business. Yeah. Because I mean, if they give discounts for everyone who uses self-service, you're going to have like a thousand people in self-service. And Well, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go out of business because if you got the discount, you're doing well, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're doing it the same rates, right? As you're paying your workers. So you yeah. actually be making more money. Probably. If you if you gave like a like a ten percent discount, and right? if everyone heard that one store was doing that, everyone would go to that store. Yeah, you you gave a ten percent discount, you would still be making money because you wouldn't be giving that money to your workers. Yeah, at least that's what I'm doing in the math in my head, like real quick in my Sounds head. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Good question though. Um. Good question, Shrek. Uh. Number nine. So this is also from Nikki. Uh, and she asked a really good question. I actually did some research into a little bit. Uh, she asked, is there a chance for a Mass Effect trilogy remaster? Right? Because we always get the, like I talked about Arkham Asylum, Arkham City uh, being remastered. We get, we get all these remasters. Why isn't there a Mass Effect trilogy? And at first I said, yes, of course, because uh, I believe it was Casey Hudson who said that um, Mass Effect was on ice, but now they're bringing it back. You're going to see more Mass Effect. And it's like, oh man, Mass Effect's remastered trilogy. However, um, I'm starting to think no. I'm starting to think no, because Bioware really isn't in the game for remastering games, mm -hmm. right? They're not really in the game for remasters. In the same way Bethesda really isn't. They put out Skyrim Special Edition, and they're just like, ah, that was the only one. And that was really just a test to test out the Fallout 4 engine. So uh, they're not going to re really remaster any other games. Bioware, think about this. There still isn't a remaster for KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. For, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. There's no, there's no remaster for that. Baldur's Gate has an enhanced edition, but I believe Bioware didn't even have... Uh, a say in that it was it was published by Atari and remastered by uh, I can't remember, but uh, that that wasn't really touched by Bioware Baldur's mm -hmm. Gate Enhanced Edition. All of their games really don't have a remaster because if any games would have a remaster, it's Kotor, uh, Dragon Age Origins, but we haven't seen that yet. So I would like to tell you yes, Mass Effect uh, Remaster Trilogy, right? will come out very soon. They're going to announce an E3 during the EA conference, maybe as an apology for Andromeda, but it sounds like they have so much confidence in Andromeda that they don't need to apologize for. And because they haven't put out a remaster of their older games yet, I don't think that we're going to see a Mass Effect remaster trilogy anytime soon. I would like to think so. Yes, because I love Mass Effect. But Bioware really isn't in the game of remastering their own games. Mm -hmm. So if that makes sense, does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, Nikki, and sorry, everybody else who's listening. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect trilogy, very unlikely. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next question. Okay, so the next one is from Taylor. Mm -hmm. She asks, what got you into gaming and what keeps you gaming? 
Would you like to answer first? Sure. So, I mean, we've shared a few times of what <coughs> got me into gaming. I'm sick. Um, yeah. I know, dear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I technically I started gaming when I was younger. Yeah. We had an N64, a Genesis. Yeah. A GameCube and a Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played Sims. That's the most consistent game I played. But what really got me into gaming, like console gaming. Um, as an adult was Life is Strange yeah. season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Adam play mm-hmm. and then I was like, Psh, I want to make my own decisions because you didn't do everything I asked for. So I played my own yeah. one and then I just kind of got into it and really started enjoying it. And then um, Adam showed me the game, like the gameplays of David Cage games mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I was like, I want to play those. Yeah. So um, for my birthday last year, we got a PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. and all the David Cage games. Mm-hmm. And I'm still playing. I'm still working through them. But so that's what really got me into gaming was Life is Strange, I would say. I mean, I've always played Sims, but Life is Strange is the first console game that I really got into. Um, what keeps me gaming is Life is Strange. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know what keeps me gaming. I mm-hmm. mean... Besides the fact that we do a video game podcast, and mm-hmm. that means I should probably play video games. But I honestly think it it is um, being married to Adam that keeps me in video games because yep. he is so into video games. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he talks about it way too much. So that keeps me in it because now that I'm in the world with him, mm-hmm. I like that we can enjoy it together and that I can talk about games with him, even if we don't like the same games, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, you you like games that I don't like, but you like most of my games. Um, yeah. Except Sims. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just nice being able to share in another thing with mm-hmm. my husband. And, um, I mean, and games are really good. And they look and now that I'm into them, I look at them differently. So when I see a game that I would probably stink at i'm still like that still looks really interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my reasoning so what got me into gaming now i always uh played the retro games as a kid you know i had my nes uh, the snes um you know my friends at the n64 what really got me into gaming right because mm-hmm. i was a kid and, you know, I would play the Mario games and whatnot. But what really got me into gaming, we've shared this on our Christmas episode, right? Uh, my grandmother never really got me what I asked for. And when I say that, you know, I would ask for something and she would end up getting me an apple with a balloon attached to it. I'm not kidding. That was yeah, one that of my presents. that was a legit present. That was a le- pre- legit present, an apple with a balloon tied to it. And I was like, thank you. And my dad never got me any presents. So, um but yeah, so whenever I was at his house and my grandmother got me the presents that dad never got me, boohoo, um, I was asking for a GameCube because I really wanted a GameCube as a kid. And so I see a garbage bag, literally a garbage bag, like wrapped, it, wrapped as a gift. And I open up the garbage bag and I see the original Xbox logo. And I was like, oh, she probably got, got this from the garbage, you know, that box. And then like she put something in it. I pulled it out and it's like, no, this is an Xbox. And and that's what really started me into the Xbox fanboy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would have been a Nintendo boy. Yeah. But my grandmother exists. But <laughs> so I pulled it out and like uh, it came with Jet Set Radio Future and um, the Sega car game. I can't remember what it was called um, off the top of my head. And I pulled it out and I remember I put so many hours into Jet Set Radio Future and I think that Xbox really started to make me appreciate games more because GameStop always had those like buy one, get one free uh, mm-hmm. used games. And I would always get the used games and I would play Spider-Man and I would play Halo. Oh, when I got a Halo, mm-hmm. that's when I really started to just like, like I crossed the line yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, and I just started to like really appreciate stories within games. I, I really started to like see that games were more than just like, uh, two-bit characters and just a fun thing to do. There, mm-hmm. there was there was um, a communication between developer and player. And I just really started to like really seek really good stories. I was never really an online gamer, but 
it was really the first Xbox that got me into gaming. Yeah. What keeps me gaming is the interaction with the stories, right? Again, I'm not really um, an online gamer. I like Siege and Division, but I really like that communication from developer to player. And I love the interaction. So instead of me watching a movie, I am the movie, right? The the stories uh, progress further and further and further, and you are the one to make decisions, and you get the control, right? A, a good game, again, Sean, if you're still listening, if you are listening, Until Dawn, definitely get that oh game. Oh my gosh, yes. Until Dawn is a horror movie that you get to control because you're always watching horror films like, oh, I would do this, I would do this. Until Dawn gives you that option, you know, and that's what I really like about it because I like watching Sixers games and Phillies games, but really in my head, like I really want to pick up a controller and take control of a story, right? And be a part of a universe, be part of a world. And I think that's really gets me into gaming. What keeps me gaming is that I get to be in a different universe and get to control a story, right? Mm -hmm. I, I get to be a movie, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, makes yeah. sense. I'm like I said, I'm sick, so like my head is You're just a little loopy. Yeah, but I think that's what keeps me gaming. Yeah, especially with story games. Yeah, but definitely I, I RPGs like uh, oh Skyrim. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but Skyrim really sunk me in uh, to stories. Oh, one quick uh, little note, then we'll move into our last two questions. Uh, the first time I had Skyrim, and I said this on Twitter. Uh, the first time I put Skyrim into my Xbox, I had, uh, an hour, an hour and a half before my classes. Right. And I was like, Oh, I'll just play Skyrim for a little bit. And, uh, then I missed dinner. I woke up and I was like, Oh, it was seven hours later. Oops. So, <laughs> so let's, let's move into our final two questions. Uh, I believe I have, yeah. Final two questions. This is coming from clay. Uh, should the Sixers trade Ben Simmons? Okay. Um, no. What I think... Okay, I'm just going to answer this really quickly because I know people are just like, oh, no, basketball. Now, here's the thing about Ben Simmons. I predicted that Ben Simmons, right, will be traded, right? Because that's what Sixers always did. They always get their rookies of the year. They always get their star players. And then they trade them for somebody better. Now, I'm trying to bring up the Sixers roster, right? I really believe, now call me crazy on this, I truly believe that they should reposition uh, Ben Simmons back to small forward, right? I think they should put him back to small forward because he's not a great three-point shooter. They put him at point guard, and yet uh, they put him at point guard. See, I was trying to find uh, the Sixers roster, but they're not on here. So... They, pre, they keep putting him on, on point guard, right? But it's his three-point shooting isn't great. His assist totals are they're, they're good. They're good, but he's always in the paint. He's always driving to the, to the rim, right? So I think he should definitely put him back as a, as a forward, right? And I, I want to see, and I want to see more time for TJ McConnell as the point guard, right? Uh, so let me look real quick. So the forwards are... Oh, did they? Yeah. So the forwards are, uh, yeah, Harris, uh, Mark Johnson, Greg, Mon Greg Monroe. When did we get him? I, I, I lost count of that. Um, Mike Scott, Mike Scott at power forward, right? So put him back. Now here's my ideal Sixers roster, right? And then we'll move on to our last question. Okay. So small forward, Ben Simmons, Mike Scott, power forward, Joel Embiid, center, Okay, now we're getting to our guards here. We keep Jimmy Butler. Hopefully, he doesn't leave Philly in the free agency. We keep Jimmy Butler at shooting guard. And, okay, dream team here. Dream team. Stay with me, Clay. Stay with me here. During the free agency, we get Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard comes here. It's Dame time. And he gets in at point guard. And that's our starting lineup. Damian Lillard at point guard. Jimmy Butler at small... Uh, not small forward. Uh, at shooting guard. Uh, ben Simmons at small forward, Mike Scott at power forward, and Joel Embiid at center. That would be the perfect starting lineup. So, no, I don't think they should trade him. I think they should reposition him back into, into the small forward position because he, he belongs there. He really does belong there. He's, he's always driving to that paint. So, I'll end it there. 
and he's going to probably text me and say like you're dumb and i was like i don't care you asked the question okay uh, yeah Last question is from Absolute Prodigy, mm-hmm. and he asks, why games and groceries for your name? Do you remember why? Um, I remember when we were talking about the podcast and what we wanted it to be like, and mm-hmm. we wanted a name that stood out, yeah, but still told you kind of what we talk about. Yeah. Um, so we thought games and groceries was good because we're talking games, um, Mm -hmm. in the life of adults and what do, what is one chore that adults have to start doing and that's buying their groceries for themselves Mm -hmm. and it flowed really well. So that was really, I think the base of why we named it games and groceries because it gave you an idea of what we'd Mm -hmm. be talking about. Um, and it caught your attention because it is kind of a different name. Um, Mm -hmm. So it checked our boxes off. Yeah, because that's the thing. The first thing we focused on, you touched on it, it flowed well. Mm-hmm. It had to be a name that was easy to remember, that was unique, and it flowed well. Mm-hmm. Like if I told you games and groceries, it's it's easier to remember yeah. than some of our other ideas. I can't even remember what they were. I remember a lot of them had to do with like married and gaming. Yeah, married and, to the games or something like that. And that's not what we wanted to put out. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Yeah, go ahead. And, and that's the thing. Like, I wanted it to be short and sweet, uh, telling you what, what what we are. You know, you know, we're a gaming podcast, but we're also adults. In fact, we're going grocery shopping after this. Most days we do. Yeah, honestly, like Mondays is our errands day. Yeah. And you know, you know, I had to flow well, and we we went back and forth on some different names, and you know, I would say, eh, she would say, eh, until I think I. Th- Thought of, I think you came up with games and groceries. And I was just like, how about games and groceries? And your your reaction was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was in the same boat. Like, uh, you know, it's a name. We can make it work. You yeah, know, games and, like, and groceries. And if we ever really want to, we can always change it in the beginning. Yeah. But it really stuck. I, I really like the name games and groceries. Mm-hmm. We don't really necessarily talk about groceries on the podcast until now with um with uh hot dogs. With hot dogs and Amish baby machines uh, question. Yeah. But that's the thing. We, we just wanted to put out a simple name that flows well, that, that really drives the point to we're adults that talk about gaming. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if you're thinking about doing a podcast or starting a YouTube channel, the other thing I always thought about were two bands, two, two bands. Uh, one of them was Lamb of God, and they always did the rule of three. You know, they, they said when you naming a perfect band, it should always do the rule of three lamb of God, because those those things will always stick out. Mm-hmm. Right. It should be one to three syllables. Games and groceries is not three syllables, but it's but three, it's three words. words. It's three words. <laughs> Close enough. So they wanted the rule of three short and sweet, simple. People remember it and you can chant it in a concert. Lamb of God, lamb of God. The other uh, band is on the complete opposite end. End. The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. If anybody remembers, still that. a good band. The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. You hear that name, and you actually hear them in interviews. Why did you think of Red Jumpsuit Apparatus? And their mindset was like, names don't really matter. Yeah. And we'll prove it. And that's exactly what they did. They named themselves the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, and they say, "Why'd you name it like that? Because names don't matter. Because we could. Because you could." <laughs> So that's three. Th- that's two things you can keep in mind. It should be short and sweet, but also keep in mind of Lamb of God, where they said the rule of three, but also be encouraged by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus's mindset to say that, like, listen, names don't necessarily matter as long as you're confident in your name. Yeah. If you're confident with your name, you can make brand recognition like very easily. Oh, yeah. So that's what we thought of with games and groceries. It, it should be something that we're putting out. The rules of three and names don't really matter. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting, you know, a YouTube channel podcast, just keep those things in mind. You know, don't stress about a name. Just be proud of your name. Yeah. If that makes you sense. You have to like it. Yeah, exactly. If you like the name, that's all that matters. Yeah. Right. So I think we're pretty much out of time. Uh, we, we had some other questions. Like what's your what's your Hogwarts house and I'm and I'm Slytherin by the way. Um, he didn't take it on Pottermore, so it. I'm going to make him take the Pottermore quizzes of his house and his Patronus. I am a Slytherin, straight up. 
No arguments. Last I made, last I checked, I took the test back in beginning of college, probably, and I was in Hufflepuff, and my I think my Patronus was an otter, if I remember correctly. I am in Slytherin, and my Patronus is a grizzly bear. <laughs> Get some. I'm and, gonna make you take the legit tests. All right. All right, we'll we'll end it in this one. We we th- we want to thank again Nikki, John, Absolute Prodigy, Greatest Story Ever Played Podcast, Overachievers Gaming Podcast, Taylor, Sean Chandler, Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, and Clay. Give me that that bidet, uh, Clay's bidets for days. YouTube channel. And we still thank anyone else who has questions that didn't get their question yeah. asked and answered. Um, we'll try and get to them next time. And if you like us, if you if you rate us, like us, uh, leave a comment on any sort of uh, um, wherever you listen to this podcast, uh, send, send us a message if we don't get it right away. And we want to read your reviews uh, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to give you a shout out. So definitely message us with your reviews and we'll, we'll read it on the podcast. So if you if you want us to. So, again, check us out on social media. You can check us out on Twitter at ga- Gaming Groceries. So that's our Twitter handle at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer, and I'm at Journey First. And you can also follow us on Instagram, uh, where we post gaming memes, behind the scenes photos. You can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Check out our website, GamesGroceries.com. You can always listen to our podcast uh, from the website straight out of there and read our articles. I wrote about E3 this week. I don't know what I'm going to write this week. I guess we'll see. And final reminder for our E3 episodes. Uh, we're going to do a part one and a part two. Part one will come out the Monday after the E3 weekend. And then part two will come out the Wednesday after the E3 weekend. So there's going to be a part one and part two for those E3 episodes. I think that does it for this week's episode. We thank you again for listening. We thank you again for asking these questions. We really appreciate you guys. You guys are amazing. So we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We hope to have you back next week. Have a good week. <laughs>